Do you ever feel like you're the only one who struggles to be happy? Deeply, truly, and like purely happy? Are you ever confused by your responses or your reactions to things? Do you ever wonder why you can't break that habit or why you seek the comforts that you do? All of these things are rooted in who you are today, the experiences that you've had, the things that have shaped you, and how you feel. And in order to understand why things are the way they are, why you are the way that you are, it takes a lot of work, it takes a long time, and it takes patience. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Duality. If you are new, my name is Aria. Thank you for taking the time to check out my podcast. It means the world to me. And if you are returning, thank you for being here and supporting me on this platform. I took a poll last Wednesday on Instagram, as I do, specifically with my solo episodes. And you guys voted for one on better understanding yourself and how to approach that. So here we are. I've always taken pride on being someone who does understand myself. And when I say that I'm still learning about who I am all of these years later, I'm still learning about why my life has looked the way it has and why I make the same choices over and over again. It's really hard to admit that I've been spending however many years, over 10, trying to get to the root of what is going on with me and being able to be honest with myself about the things that I perpetuate. There are many things in life that we don't have control over, but if you find that you're cycling through the same things or the same type of relationships or friendships over and over again, there's no way that you aren't a part of choosing that at the very least. I think a huge part of understanding yourself is understanding why we seek comfort in the types of people that we do. And there's so many factors into what makes us who we are, and I think that a huge component of who I am at the very least, and I don't think it's singular, I think that this is for many people, but a huge part of who I am is rooted in childhood, rooted in how I was brought up and how I was treated, how others responded to me, and I feel like I could do a whole other episode on the issues that I have based off of my inner child and abandonment and neglect and being scapegoated. Truly understanding yourself requires acknowledging all that you are going through. There's no room for compartmentalizing or pretending. You have to be willing to be humbled by the truth. You have to be courageous in accepting the harsh realities of how we are and who we are. You have to be open to recognizing 
where you're responsible for what has happened to you or where your life is at. Understanding yourself takes time, it takes patience, it takes perseverance. It's a very, very long process. I don't think it's ever over. We change so much that there's always something more to learn. I just hope that anyone who's listening to this isn't allowing other people to know them better than they know themselves. That's like surrendering yourself and how your life continues on into the hands of someone else. You're always going to seek out other people to tell you who you are. And that's not where strength comes from. That's not where confidence comes from. I've always been seen and received as someone who is very confident and lacks insecurity, which is completely far from the truth. I know exactly what I'm insecure about, and I always have. And there's just nothing that someone else could tell me that I don't already know. And so when someone says something to me, I know right away if it's true or not. And you can't slap me in the face with the truth because I am constantly seeking it. And yes, it can be a slap in the face. Understanding that maybe your relationships have looked like that because that's what love has looked like to you. That's what has been modeled to you. You can't push everything to the side like you may have been taught to or just trying to do in order to protect yourself and keep going and keep treading water. There's no room for that. Compartmentalizing your emotions creates distance between you and yourself. I think that deep down, we all know who we are. We all know who we want to be. But sometimes those two things seem so far away. You don't feel like yourself or you feel like you're so far from who you would like to be. And in those moments, sometimes I just sit with that feeling. I think that dwelling and experiencing are often confused. You are allowed to take the time to process how you feel. You honestly should if you want to understand why you feel the way you do on a daily basis, why maybe you're lacking motivation, why you feel hopeless, why you feel restless, why you feel tired, why you feel scared, whatever it is that you're feeling, even learning about the things that bring you joy and why they do is such a huge tool to have. My independence is rooted in knowing what I need. No one knows what I need more than me. And I'm not easily swayed because of it. Not everyone understands you, and you shouldn't be paired with those people who don't. Most people in this world aren't going to understand you, so you might as well. Tools that I have used to better understand myself have been writing. Writing about how I feel, writing about what I'm thinking about, writing about my patterns and my habits, writing about my comfort zone, writing about the things that make me uncomfortable, just to remember, just to let it out, just to acknowledge it. I've been doing that for more than half my life now, and it's very interesting to see how those things have changed, what has remained. Additionally, I practice being uncomfortable. I work on the things that I'm not good at. One example would be talking about how I feel like I didn't grow up in a space or in a school or in a community where talking about how I felt was acceptable. I kept everything to myself. As far as anyone else around me was concerned, I was always okay. 
even when I wasn't. And the one thing that did keep me comforted during that time was writing or reading. Reading and learning about other people's perspective and experiences, A, helps you feel less alone when you find similarities, but also can help you better understand what you're navigating. I can tell you with full certainty that the things that you're experiencing aren't unique. They're not unique in the sense that they haven't happened to anyone else or those feelings don't occur in other people around you or in this world. I truly find deep comfort in reading non-fictional stories or essays, as well as fictional, that correspond or relate to things that I have experienced. I think that sometimes it's hard to look at ourselves in the mirror or take a hard look at who we are, who we truly are, not who we pretend to be, or not how others perceive us, because we feel like we're the only one that's like that. We feel like we're weird or we won't be accepted for who we truly are, so it's kind of okay to be rejected for who we're not. It's comfortable. It doesn't hurt as much as it would. It's taken a really long time, and it's something that I'm still working on to like unlearn this idea that everyone loves me from afar, but as soon as I get close, they realize that I'm not who they thought I was. I used to take responsibility for that, when in reality, it's just what people project upon me without knowing me properly. And I guess the biggest pain in that was feeling like nobody knew me properly. And my power was that at least I did. If you feel like it's taking too long to understand yourself or like you just want to be over it or you don't want to feel the things that you feel anymore, I get it. It's very difficult and challenging to understand, accept, or even recognize that you're not going to be okay all the time. I find that like other people are only capable of understanding me at the depth that I understand myself. And that's the truth for even people that I've encountered. I remember feeling that way about someone I dated, where this person was unwilling to understand me more because... They haven't understood themselves at that depth. There's a lot of things that come as a result of understanding yourself better that are good, like being able to recognize the friendships that truly speak to who you are, the type of people that will actually value the facets of you that make up all that you are. And it disallows anyone from telling you that you're this or you're that. You create this very strong shield from garbage opinions that are just misinformed or completely uninformed, for that matter. It's also kind of lonely, which for someone like me isn't anything new, but I know for other people it's hard, and I respect that. I wouldn't choose a life of loneliness just to be comfortable with it. I do think that a lot of us are lonely, though. And I think that a huge part of that is the lack of understanding of oneself. You feel like you don't even have you because you don't even know you. For those of you who are listening to this episode, and I'm going to make the assumption that you want to know yourself better, if you have started or if you're about to, it's a worthy cause. You deserve a life catered to who you actually are. And you won't be capable of that if you don't actually understand you. 
and you deserve a life where people make an effort to also understand you and to celebrate every part of you. But that also won't be possible if you're not doing that for yourself. For example, I know that I'm very stubborn. Like, if I feel something and it's in my gut, I will not let it go. And that's not necessarily... Sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's not. But when people tell me that or try to insult me with how stubborn I am, I just kind of look at them like, yeah, I know. I spent so many years being myself. Of course I know that. Additionally, like, I know that I can be impulsive and I can be rash. I have a temper. And for a long time, I was very embarrassed and very disappointed with my temper, with how strong it is and how easy it can be. I think it seems easy to other people. I know it's not easy to set me off. You really have to touch something and press something that rings so deeply within me that I have to get that angry. But... My temper has protected me countless times, especially when no one else was. My temper has disallowed others from walking all over me. My temper intimidates the people who honestly shouldn't be near me anyway. If you're so scared of someone who isn't willing to tolerate garbage or (laughs) silently look the other way. It's afforded me a lot of things that I value. And that's like any part of you. There's good and there's bad. And you have to be willing to accept that you are with flaw. You have to be willing to accept that you're never going to be perfect. You have to be very, very humble. You have to be very strong. And you have to be kind to yourself. Even last night, I got frustrated because I'm just so tired about crying over the same thing. And when it comes up, it breaks my heart still. And... It's frustrating and I'm irritated and I'm impatient, but then the next day I can look back and be like, well, it was unfair. It shouldn't have happened to me. It's okay that it still hurts me because for a long time I didn't admit that it did. And so being patient with yourself also teaches you that if other people aren't approaching you with the same patience, willingness to accept you, willing to accept that you're different, that you've experienced different things, or that you weather the same things very differently. Understanding yourself allows you to set boundaries and be strong within them. It allows you to have a lot of things that I know we all want. Confidence, strength, boundaries, not tolerating shit from people. Believing in yourself is a huge part of it too. If you know and understand and recognize that you have X, Y, and Z in your skill set, then you know that you're worthy of whatever it is that you're going after in life. The lies that we need to stop telling ourselves include that we're too difficult to understand or we're difficult to deal with, or that it's not as hard for other people. It's impossible to heal. That's something that I tell myself sometimes. And healing is a huge part of it. It's something that comes with it. If you understand and recognize and like acknowledge because you are allowed to admit that you are hurt by something, only then are you able to pour love into that and actually heal it and move on from it. I can happily say that today I know myself better than I have in the past. You don't downgrade from that level of knowledge ever. It's only up. 
It's scary and it will be challenging. It continues to challenge me and I've been doing it for however long. But it really teaches you what you value in yourself and then in turn value in other people. And it's the only way to really have like a truly deeply happy existence. Reading and writing have saved me over and over again. Having conversations that are honest with other people has saved me. Admitting and speaking up on the things that I feel and the things that I'm experiencing, no matter how heavy they may be, has helped me. Taking care of myself, taking care of my health, working hard so that I can have a good life, not so that other people will praise me. Making a list and understanding the things that I truly want, like internally and deeply from my heart, not because that's what's like I'm expected to want, what I've been taught to want. But yeah, so if you're out there and you're listening to this and you don't really get you, it's okay. Sometimes I don't get me either. Still, you'll get there. You'll figure it out if you try. Try to get you first. Try to talk about who you are and how you actually feel. It's the only way to find the people who will actually give a shit. And aren't just looking for you to be easy and digestible for them.